The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. It's Thursday, February 1st, and today is National Dark Chocolate Day. It's also, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I knew you were going to side in with that one. It's also Optimist Day, National Serpent Day, National Get Up Day, National Baked Alaska Day, and, of course, you ready for this, Stone and Tony? It's also National Texas Day. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes, and also, too, last but not least, it is also the start of Black History Month. So, happy Black History Month, everybody. Thank you for joining. What's that? You're welcome. You're welcome, Rico. Thanks. Anytime. Anytime. It should be. Thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on your screen to see exactly where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on our very own website at www.highatnightnews.com. But kicking off first, we have the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico Lamite, the happiest of cabbage who often is doing the cabbage patch once he makes a sales call. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamite. Appreciate the intro, Jason. New month, mm-hmm. new me. The second. Back in June 2022, <clears throat> Spain's government appointed medical cannabis submittee, uh, sub McKitty, subcommittee proposed an official framework or how the ideal cannabis medical program would look for Spain and proposals greenlit nearly immediately. Nearly two years later, much to the dismay of its own cannabis-friendly citizens, the program has still yet to launch. Newly appointed Health Minister Monica Garcia Gomez is saying that official that their official medical cannabis law in Spain will be ready in the coming months. So is a woman in charge all they've needed all this time to move forward? I think so, Jason. They need to get their DEI game up. The Business of Cannabis reported that Monica Garcia Gomez used her first appearance in Congress to reaffirm reaffirm her committee and her committee's commitment to establishing a medical cannabis framework in the country more than a year after it was initially scheduled to be rolled out. 
laying out plans to recover the conclusions that have already been approved by the lower house. It came as new figures suggest Spain is now the world's seventh largest producer of medical cannabis, with production levels and licenses skyrocketing, skyrocketing over the past few months, despite Spanish patients having no legal access to their own country's produce. So what happened? Friday, January 26th, Ms. Garcia took the opportunity to bring medical cannabis to the forefront of her agenda as she laid out general policies of her department for the coming year during her inaugural address to Congress. Here's what she said. We're facing another important issue for the future of public health in our country, which is the regulation of cannabis for therapeutic use. Spain cannot remain on the sidelines of international advances in this field, and therefore it is imperative to Congress of Congress to address this issue with specific rigor, ethical responsibility, and social sensitivity, end quote. The process has now been in the works for 18 months and has suffered numerous delays due to Spain's tumultuous political climate. Garcia has suggested that the initial proposals will now play a key role in legislation being put together by her department, and that progress will be made hand-in-hand -hand with conclusions approved by the subcommittee. So it's been nearly two years since they were supposed to go forward, and now a woman's in charge, and she said they're mere months away. What do you say, Jason? It takes a woman to do a man's job. I'm Rico Lamit, dopest dad on the street for Hyatt 9 News. Love to hear the rest of the team on this one. Oh, man. Women, I see, get shit done. I see what you're trying to do with this uh, painting of a narrative, but let me tell you something, Rico. D-E-I is D-O-A. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, DEI. No, it's it's not, DOA. They're trying to kill it. Yeah, DOA. It'll, it'll arrive some, some way, somehow, because uh, data don't lie. Mm -hmm. And um, you know what? So did, 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 did they it, mention... Especially did, in, 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 uh, when they are in charge of shit. Did she mention anything? A lot less corruption. And did she mention any part of her plan as far as their so-called legalization and how that is going to impact the current industry there? She said it would be largely based on what was approved two years ago, but the men that were in charge could not get it done. So what was approved two years ago, Rico? Their entire medical program framework. A male agenda. They put a sub they put a subcommittee together and they took nearly two years to of research, put forward a proposal which was greenlit immediately, and two years later, it still has not happened. This is gonna screw. A lot like this is gonna screw over all of the all of the social lounges. I bet you. I don't know. I haven't been over there, so um, you can speak more. I mean, the, the social lounges are awesome, bro, out there. So those places are just basically tolerated, okay? And they operate as as private member only clubs. You have to know someone in order yeah. to get like a little fob, and then when you get the fob, then you're able to access the 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 space and whatnot well, how, and have a good time. How's it gonna How's it gonna, how's it gonna screw them over? Because uh, it's probably going to outlaw them. It's probably not going to allow allow them. It's going to it's going to say something where like uh, uh, cannabis in Spain can only be sold at these types of places and da 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 da. And it's probably going to put a lot of people out of business. You're saying it's probably, but there's, there's yeah because you're not giving me you're not giving me any answers to the questions that I'm asking in regards to this. All you're doing is, so you is citing whatever whatever you the guys make, did. So you just make up negatives. I'm just saying. About it? I'm just saying. Well, I, I'm just saying. If we, if we look at a history lesson from pretty much every other uh, regulated market, when regulation starts to, to happen, they've screwed it all up. Look at every single state in the country is screwed up. And like I said, like in I Spain, said, Jason, they're all run by men. Spain's falling too. 
It's, give her a chance. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm not buying it. It's, it. Just so you know, oh, just because a woman, yeah, just cause a woman's driving the done. car doesn't mean anything, bro. It's still a men's proposal. Just saying. You know what? <laughs> I have I have faith and optimism in um in uh in, in Garcia Gomez, and I think they're going to get shit done. And Spain will have their medical program opened up within months, like she said. I'm not Big buying. Up to Spain I'm not buying and, this. They're going to start importing all that Canadian movie. boof. What do you think about this, Rochelle, being the woman in the room? I was just thinking it's really funny to sit here and watch a bunch of dudes try to determine if a woman. We'll get things done that a man could not. It's actually really cute. I love that. Air horn on that, that one. Yes. Please, Adam. I love that you love that. I love that you. And we do that. get shit done, just saying. I'm, I, I can tell. I can tell. I know. I can't wait to hear your story that you got done on this on this uh, today, this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's February. Just, I'm telling you. I mean, Spain has a has a is, Spain is an amazing place, and I encourage anyone to go out there and check it out during Spanibus because this might be your very last Spanibus to check it out like this if this legislation happens to go through. But we'll see, we'll see. But we don't know because Rico doesn't know what was in the initial package. Neither Jason doesn't know like what's in the, in the current package. Jack, Jason has no Damn, son. and so he's already saying that it's going to be I'm a just, shit show. I'm predicting it's going to be bad. I'm predicting sounds it's like a conspiracy theory to me well, coming out of nowhere. I mean, but the thing is, this is if I expect it to be bad and then they, they prove me wrong, then I'm happy. Otherwise, I just expected the worst and then I'm not disappointed. You see what I'm saying? Genius. Take us to a commercial. <laughs> you see what I did there? Incrementalism. <laughs> 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 did you just call for a commercial, Rico? Oh, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. <laughs> He's up against the ropes. <laughs> These, these Republican games. <laughs> oh man, that was weird. Hey, you America. Do I look like Sean Connery? <laughs> Good Saman Razani coming to you live from sunny Los Angeles, California with the one and only highest host, Mr. Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast? You can find it on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. No excuses in 2024. If you haven't checked us out, check it out now. And I'll check out what the profit is doing in 2024. He's the cannabis industry's longest continuously operating retailer known for smoking the best weed in the world. And he's also West Hollywood's president of DEI Cannabis Tourism. You're so stupid. Here to give us our next story, Jason Beck. (laughs) Oh, man, Rico. Well, I'll tell you what. Swag like Ohio is definitely going on today because Ohio releases proposed rules for adult use marijuana market. You guys, that's right. Ohio regulators have released proposed rules for the state's pending adult use marijuana program. The 11 page document includes proposed fees for various businesses like details on how the application process would work and information on how medical cannabis businesses could transition a dual license to also serve adult use consumers. 
The proposed rules come less than three months after Ohio voters overwhelmingly approved legalizing the cultivation and sale of adult-use marijuana. And over the, over the days after that vote, Governor Mike DeWine ordered state lawmakers to make changes to the initiative. Under the proposed rules, Level 1 cultivators would be licensed for three dispensaries and Level 2 growers would be issued one. Existing MMJ retailers would be issued one additional dispensary license, but the operator is prohibited from common uh, fr- from common or controlling ownership in any cultivation or processing business a major restriction that is uh, that is omitted level 1 and level 2 cultivators dispensary applications must pay a $5000 application fee and apply to for either a dual use or adult use license Licenses would be issued via lottery under this proposal, and retailers are prohibited from operating within one mile of each other, one of the largest buffers in any U.S. adult-use market. Renewal fees are costly, including $200,000 for Level 1 cultivators, $20,000 for Level 2 cultivators, $50,000 for processors, and $20,000 for testing labs. The Division of Cannabis Control, the DCC in Ohio, and the Ohio Department of Development plan to establish a cannabis social equity and jobs program. <laughs> oh, man. And the DCC is seeking public public feedback on the pending regulations through February 9th. Business applications will be available by June 7th, and provisional licenses will be issued by September 7th in accordance with the voter-approved legislation. Well, well. Well, well, Ohio is coming in with adult use sales, getting ready for the marketplace. And I do find it fascinating that they stole the name, the DCC, from California to call their organization the DCC. Because I don't think any state needs an additional DCC in it. But nonetheless, I'm going to digress and hear what you guys have to say. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What a mess. Right? What a mess. Right? And it sounds like they're... Somebody would learn from our mistakes, but I don't see it coming. Not at all. The regulated shit and the amount they're charging for this, it's like you if you make it too expensive, the trap's just waiting to take your mm-hmm. customers from you. Yep. And it, it, it's, this is just stupid. And it sounds as though, Dale, that they're going to have a medical market and, and an adult use market. So that means that they're going to have the two different two different SKUs. So you're going to have producers that are producing medical grade products. And then you're going to have producers producing uh, adult use products and whatnot. And that's just going to be a whole a whole cluster uh, for, for, for people. It hasn't worked well. Well, we, we haven't figured out in California. And when people were given the opportunity to go buy what they wanted, whether they were medical or not, they chose to not do medical. Mm-hmm. So our medical industry sort of collapsed here. And I don't know how <clears throat> you tell people, come look at what happened to us, and you learn nothing. It's like, what do we tell you now? Mm-hmm. I mean, people want weed. They're going to get it. And if you make it too difficult for them to get it, they're not going to go to where you want them to go. Exactly. Uh, and trying to force people to do things that they just don't want to do. It doesn't make any sense, but here we are once again with regulations that, you know, the trap's going to win. Very, very true. You're on mute, Rico. You're still on mute, bro. (laughs) You can't can't figure out. Oh, there he is. It looks like they want Michigan. It looks like they want Michigan to win again. (laughs) 
Oh, they're they're doing this. They're they're do- this is all about football. That's right, Oregon uh, or excuse me, Ohio. Uh, That's legislation. all that matters in the Midwest. That's all that matters out there is football. I'm not mad at that. I mean, football. Yeah, football and food. Football yep. and food. That's it. That's it. You know, whatever you're gonna tailgate party with. You know what I mean? I you know I, I I'm. Oh, go ahead, Rochelle. So don't forget the beer. Come on. Yeah, don't forget the beer. Sorry about that. Yeah, the Midwest loves beer. That's for sure. Lots of grains out there. And boobs. And lots of boobs. That's right. Lots of boobs. The Midwest loves boobs. You know, don't forget. I'm I'm a little disappointed in Ohio though because it nowhere in this does is is am am I seeing anywhere that it that it's stating that they are going to change the allotment sizes from tenths to eighths. That's a that's 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 big progress right there, Jason. No, they they haven't. They haven't. There is no progress. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you said. I thought. You, I thought uh, sorry, I miss. I misheard you. I thought uh, you said that they have. Uh, <laughs> they could change it. No, no. I I, I I looked through it. I didn't. I didn't see it anywhere. I mean, I could have missed it and whatnot, but I seriously doubt that they did uh, rectify that serious problem. I mean, who wants to go and buy a tenth of weed? Mm-hmm. Uh, crickets uh, exactly I, I, I don't yeah. know man i mean stone slate you like <laughs> you know to buy delta you know? eight would you ever buy a tenth of an eighth i didn't hear you would you ever you buy would, would you ever would you ever purchase a tenth of an eighth stone no a tenth no. of an eighth what are you stupid but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what so, is that a pre-roll? Like, so, I can't even picture it. It's, it, it's so much extra packaging because you have to buy five units just to get a half ounce. It's ridiculous. I I'm never blown away just how these states that come on now learn nothing from all the mistakes. All the mistakes have been made. Like you should be launching now perfectly. Why aren't you? Because you're stupid and you're gonna let the trap win again with mm-hmm. overregulation. Maybe maybe it's designed. Maybe that's their whole thing is they want it to be designed to fail from the beginning stone. That's what I think is definitely what's happening because now all the small guys are going to start falling off while the big guys are coming in now that the industry's up and it's running. And thank thank you guys for doing this for us. And I get the fuck out of the way. Yep. We're going to take over this industry. Exactly. Pretty much. Exactly. What do you what do you think about this, Dale? You can't run a business. You can't run a business under these circumstances. And that's what they really are not grasping. So you've got to be so you've got to have a lot of sugar daddies to get you through to get a license and actually sell some product. Uh, and, you know, who wants to do that when right around the corner ain't selling tenths of, a, of an ounce? You know, what do you want? I got some vape carts. I got eights. I got quarters. And it doesn't have all this other bullshit attached to it. It's when you tell this to people and their butt puckers up, but they, it's like, great, but you still don't learn. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening everywhere. You make it too hard to run a business. And it's going out the side door because I can make more money in New York than I can around the corner or the traps just there laughing. Yeah. It, it, it ain't rocket science. Yep. yep. Oh, dang. It's definitely not, definitely not rocket science. You why any... the trap always wins because someone always has a bright idea that allows the trap to flourish. Exactly. Thank God for the trap. This, the trap is going to be popping in Ohio, okay? I mean, may we, can... may, may we praise the, the trap lord. The, tra- the, may the, we praise the trap you. lord. The, the, all praise you. Bro, the, I mean, Rico, the trap is the only place you can buy an eighth in Ohio. I say go to the trap. Mm-hmm. Go to what you know. I'm just saying. I want a like... four-finger bag. I mean, I mean that's go like... to where it's safe. The trap 
it's always safe. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you go to Europe and you have to buy all your gas by the liter instead of by the gallon. <laughs> you, so, you, so you're saying that uh, Ohio is a socialist uh, state? I mean, if, if, if that's what you're going to take from that, Rico, you you have full permission to go right on ahead with that. I didn't say that. I didn't say Ohio was Canada. You said it's like, you said it's like leaders over in Europe. Like, is Ohio going towards the metric system? Are you saying a tenth? Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that's American what it's like. Metrics? It does. It, a tenth, a tenth oh, is. Come on, man. It, go, it goes a bit just against common math. sense. Eight point five grams, and what's an eighth? What's a tenth? What's a quarter? Give me a fucking bud. Shut yeah, the fuck a, up a, a, a tenth, a tenth. I think, I, I, I think a tenth ale is like two point seven five or two point eight grams. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but you know, I did a lot of math, and you start mixing, you know, metric and our foot pound system. Like fuck it, give me a four finger bag and get out of my life. Mm-hmm. And shout out, how much is it? And shout out, uh, shout out to the suitor of music. He's got a super chat in there. He says, "How many sugar daddies equals a lot?" Asking for a friend. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we all love. I'm it. just here to buy some flour. I don't want to do math. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, exactly. What, 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 what pothead you know is like carry the one, divide by the two. Yeah, I'll get a tenth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, but, but, dude, a tenth is actually easier math than the eighth, though. It's not. It's, it's, not it's not because it's not everyone me. is already conditioned for eighths. Okay, you're you're making people retrain and rethink all this, and you're adding in two two extra two extra numbers in there that they never equated in Look, the first place. Yeah. Everyone well, always wanted the 3.5 or the 7 grams. When you mess exactly. up the trinity of greatness, you're destroying marijuana now, okay? Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, this must be a, this must be a liberal bill. Mhm. Mm oh, so so this. What was that math programming that they were trying to push uh, push through? They're saying like like one plus one could equal three. Yeah, it could. That's that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Rico. It's like Ohio is the progressive uh, educational system of the cannabis industry. Like big up to Ohio for putting progress uh, on the forefront of marijuana. Jeez, Louise. Jeez, Louise. We got boof is boof whether it's by the gram or by the ounce. Whether it's still from, fucking boof. That's right. Whether it's from Canada or from outdoor in your backyard, it's still boof. <laughs> Either way, saying Ohio has a booth too, Jason. Yeah, they, yes. they got tons of booths. Yes, Ohio has a ton of booths. Come on, bro. This is this is all this is all Nick Lachey's doing, bro. And you know this. It's all Nick Lachey. Yeah, I blame ninety eight degrees. <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's whatever happened to those last two degrees. They could never get to a. They could never get to hundred. That's right. Nick Lachey. They came up short in the streets. But nonetheless, we got to keep this train rolling. Yes, we're going to roll right into Mr. Attorney Dale Schaefer. He's the founder of Armada Law Practice and at one point in time did some time for a cannabis crime. But at the same time, he didn't do no telling but did get a conviction as a felon. That's right. It is Mr. Dale Schaefer. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. And I'm still waiting for my pardon. Yep. Still waiting. Send bro. all your messages to Biden. I'm a nonviolent grower of weed and give me my pardon. <laughs> okay. My uh, my story today, I think, involves a sugar daddy. So out there, uh, take note of how many sugar daddies it takes. Uh, this comes out of Law 360. Headline is a medical pot firm owes $1.5 in lease fees, according to the landlord. Uh, and this comes out of Puerto Rico. And as I was reading this, uh, I, I think, Jason, you'll appreciate this. I, I went back to those days 
uh, from like 2016 to 2018 as we were onboarding laws in, in around the country in California, Colorado. And the landlords that were taking advantage of people that wanted to pick up some space to put a cannabis business in. I also took a look at Puerto Rico, and in 2017, by executive order, they set up a medical program there. I'm not sure it's working worth a shit yet, but you know it's on the books. And what we ha we had was a company came in, and they're the tenant, the Vario. Uh, I mean, I. I'm horrible with these names. Rio Health from Puerto Rico set up a local company, an LLC, and the sugar daddy was Rio Health Incorporated, Delaware Corporation, which was their parent company. And they leased 32,000 square feet of commercial space from Cruz de Villa Development LLC out of Puerto Rico. And it seems that in 2019, they signed a 10-year lease, and this was a triple net lease. And any, anybody who's been involved in this industry for a minute and been out doing leases, you know that when we first started, triple net, $2 a square foot was what you got stuck with. Not the reality anymore. But these guys signed a lease that was triple net, which means you pay the insurance, you pay the taxes, and you take care of maintenance of the building. Most expensive way you can lease property but in the early days of the industry, you didn't have any choice because if they zoned you in a certain place and only one or two landlords would rent to you, they got what they wanted. I've drafted many of these or amended them and they suck for the tenant. Okay. Well, it turns out that la late last year, the tenant said, you know, we're done. We're not gonna pay anymore. And then landlord said, oh, excuse me, send them a note. And I'm assuming under this lease, they have a notification uh, requirement before you sue them that you're in default. You got so many days to clean it up, blah, blah, blah. And the tenant said, now we're not going to do that. <clears throat> but the benefit of the landlord, they had the parent company sign as a guarantor. They are the sugar daddy for this lease. Okay. And if you try to walk away from a lease and you don't have built into it escape clauses, you can really get in some trouble here. And the landlord is trying to hit them for $1.5 million, uh, even though they're not going to be in the space for, you know, the majority of this lease. They're at 2024 now. It goes to 2029. They've still got over five years of this lease to go, and they want to pay the whole freight plus all, plus all the um, common area maintenance fees, and, you know, they just start stacking them on, <clears throat> including attorney's fees. And the reason that this caught my attention is that if you're going to be involved in this industry, uh, especially as an owner or an executive of these businesses, uh, it helps to start with a big plan of what you're trying to do. Put together these business structures that help you with 280E, know the local environment that you're in, and make sure that you have the funding necessary. And when I draft these leases for landlords, I want a guarantor because, you know, not to say that uh, this industry is kind of fly-by-night, but people in this industry will fuck you in a minute and not pay you. Okay? So you want some guarantees. That's the sugar daddy. And this Delaware parent company, and I'm hoping they got a board resolution that confirmed that we're going to be responsible for all these fees, that you have somebody to put a hook into. And I'll also note they went to federal court, and they're there on diversity of citizenship jurisdiction because these are – Companies from Puerto Rico and Delaware, and I think Minnesota or something like that, they're from different jurisdictions. You want to have everybody in court at the same time.
I try to avoid federal jurisdiction, and I write into a lot of my leases that you cannot go to court. We all agree you cannot go to federal court, stay out of there. But when you go by diversity jurisdiction, the substantive law of the state or local jurisdiction is what you use. And only the procedural laws of the federal government is what you're stuck with. So the substantive law should be the state law that makes it legal. But the federal courts always scare me because you just don't know what a district court's judge is going to do with a contract that on its face violates federal law. You can't you cannot have a, a, a written agreement to sell a Schedule One drug. It just doesn't work in federal land. So I stay out of those places. Okay? So I guess my, my big picture for this is if you're going to get into the cannabis industry as an owner or a high-level executive, a director, something like that, it behooves you to sit down and, and schedule meetings with accountants, um, landlords, uh, people that specialize in real estate in the area. I take contractors in to look at buildings. Be sure you know what you're buying before you sign this paperwork. Because if you try to back out, it could be very expensive. And this complaint just got filed, so we'll wait and see what the um, sugar daddy and the tenant have to say. Uh, but the landlord's going to have to mitigate their damages. They're not ever going to get 1.5 million out of this. They got to release that space, mitigate their damages. <clears throat> but I want to throw this back at the group because I know Jason's had to deal with some of this stuff when he was setting up a dispensary in Long Beach, and the details of how you get into contractual relationships with people in this industry uh, will make or break you. And we'll see how this one pans out. So I'm throw back at all of you. What do you think about this? Man, I'll tell you what, Dale, when you when you have a dispensary, negotiating your lease with that landlord is probably one of the most important things that you can do when you are setting up your business. That is 100% right because your landlord will make you or break you. Um, there's so many oh, different, yeah. different tricks that, that property owners can use um, to, to raise fees, raise your rent, um, uh, add on additional costs. Um, and especially with those triple net types, types of leases, because those add in mm -hmm. the property taxes, uh, too. Now I'm, I'm not sure if they have property taxes in, in Puerto Rico or whatnot. Cause I know if you live there, you pretty much don't have to pay any income tax. So I'm pretty sure there's some type of subsidies in regards, in regards to that. But, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the lease part is, is probably one of the most, most serious negotiations that you need to have prior to any starting any of these types of businesses well in my experience is that i like to get to people ahead of time jason and meet with an accountant uh and construction and real estate people to make sure that you know what you're getting mm -hmm. and that you set up these structures as much as you can relieve yourself of 280e problems and if you're not coming in with an eyes wide open realistic plan to last you medium to long term and have funding for it, you're liable to just die. Because mm -hmm. if you're expecting to get the positive revenue, okay, you don't get there and you don't have the funds to do what you're doing, now you're just screwed mm -hmm. because you're not paying your bills in and you end up with all sorts of problems. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, it could be something as simple as, 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 uh, neglecting, you know, like one of the things that, that I've had in a lot of different leases is that, is that, um, I'm responsible for the interior, uh, landlords are responsible for the exterior. So therefore the landlord mm -hmm. would be responsible for the roof. 
well so like when it rains if it floods and all of a sudden it's dumping like rain like it is today and all of a sudden uh your roof is leaking then it's the landlord's responsibility and all the damage that happens inside is his responsibility as opposed to being your responsibility and you would just be washed up at that point well and there's layers of insurance issues here too um I mean, I, I have an insurance guy I work with who does hemp and cannabis exclusively, and I bring him in to take a look at what are your requirements. If worst case scenario happens, are you covered? Mm -hmm. Okay, because it will kill you. I mean, if you're in the building and the roof leaks and your inf inventory's all destroyed and you don't have insurance for that, you got to go sue the landlord. Exactly. And if you don't have like attorney's fees provisions in there and things like that, and I mean, attorneys cost a lot of money. You want insurance to pay for them as much as you can. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just the reality here. And to think that I'm going to go from selling, you know, pounds out of my trunk and run right in and just start running a cannabis dispensary, you're smoking crack, dude. Mm -hmm. That is not how this works. Mm -hmm. That's funny. So, uh, so, so, so Nick over here, he's in the chat. He's saying, he's saying, don't say cannabis retail on your lease. But um, I, I've always wanted cannabis to be mentioned on my lease because there is a lot of language in leases that says that a landlord can evict you for any type of law that you are breaking. And so, therefore, if you do include the fact that you are going to have cannabis in your actual lease, that does at least protect you from them being able to evict you for that should some type of dis disgruntlement all of a sudden pops up between you and the landlord so um i i disagree with that one nick but uh i i, I do think that cannabis should be listed on your list if you're gonna on your lease if you are gonna be renting for cannabis purposes. in california attorneys yeah. are allowed to draft cannabis specific contracts and that's been that way for several years now because back in the day many of us were concerned about what happens if i really write in there it's a cannabis contract because mm -hmm. it could be found unethical, it could be a violation of federal law, blah, 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 anymore, right out of the box. Purpose of this lease is provide space for a cannabis retail manufacturer, whatever. I put it right in there, because we're going to have to get a, uh, a notarized statement from the landlord that they allow you to do this, or you can't get you know your license there. Mm -hmm. oh, in California, we have the, the ability to draft these without having any concerns, and they're not against public policy. But across the country, I'm not saying that's the case. You might you might have uh, ramifications from the state bar if you do stuff like this. It's kind of like we're doing psychedelic contracts right now. You can only get to a certain point in the psychedelic contract before you have to go, all right, dude, I'm out of here because I ain't risking my license for this because it's illegal. and. That's what cannabis is like in a large part of the country. I thought that's still when you, illegal. And hold on, doc, doc, uh, Dale, Dale, isn't that when you guys just uh, just incorporate Chat GPT to write the rest of the contract for the part that you guys can't write? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful about Chat GPT because it, it'll bend you over and do you without lube. Yeah, and it's putting a lot of paralegals out of business. Well, and, and, and some attorneys, too, because they're dumb as shit. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I've, I've overseen a whole lot of attorneys and paralegals in my day, and the ones that are smart, I love them, keep them around me. The ones that are dumb, I give them the boot. Get the hell out of here. You know, you can't find your ass with both hands, and I don't need you, you know, getting me malpractice exposure anymore. Yeah, and we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back after this message. 
The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. I know we'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it and YouTube will appreciate it. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. And all the articles that we cover on today's show, you can read directly on our website at www.highatnightnews.com. I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, Yee! yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Yee! Tell you what, a few years back, this Austin-based dope dad hit the high road on a mission to bring sensible cannabis philosophy back to a land where Delta 8 is considered great. Here to give us the latest on the Lone Star State's progress, Stone Slade. Thank you, Rico. Give it up to the glasses crew up here top on top, Jason. You need to get some glasses. You look a little smarter. All right. All right. I'll work on that. Yeah. I'll work on that. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Hyatt Nine News Hour. You know, Jason Beck's favorite Texas joke goes something like this. What's the best part about being in Austin? It's that you're surrounded by Texas. Yeah. Which refers to Austin, <laughs> which refers to Austin as a small oasis of progressive thought encircled by a sea of rural, deeply conservative areas where many tend to embrace the steady flow of one-sided rhetoric. So while the joke is funny, it also isn't because it's a true reflection on the state, especially when it comes to cannabis policy reform. Today, we're discussing a contentious development in Texas where Attorney General Ken Paxton is taking legal action against five cities for their progressive steps to decriminalize low-level cannabis possession in 2022. Paxton, a hard-right Republican AG, announced on Wednesday that he's suing Austin, San Marcos, Colleen, Elgin, and Denton. In a news release, Paxton said, stated, I will not stand idly by as cities run by pro-crime extremists deliberately violate Texas law and promote the, illicit, uh, promote the use of illicit drugs that harm our communities. He accused these cities of attempting to create anarchy by selectively enforcing law. Now, during the 2022 elections, we reported about these five Texas cities that passed ordinances to limit prosecution of minor cannabis crimes at the city level. 
Austin, for example, restricted city police from issuing citations or making arrests for minor cannabis offenses, except in certain circumstances. Paxton argues that these ordinances are preempted by state law and seeking court orders for the cities to repeal them and fully enforce the outdated drug laws of Texas. Now, additionally, Paxton aims to eliminate city-level police policies that have curbed prosecutions and arrests for cannabis crimes. For instance, uh, did I just read this? God, you guys, I did this. This is two weeks in a row I did this, and I apologize. Same, same thing. Moving on. We're going to cut that out, right? Okay. <laughs> Interestingly, Paxton's lawsuits come at a time when Texans, including a substantial number of Republicans, are increasingly open to cannabis consumption. According to recent polling from the Texas Policy Project at the University of Texas, Austin, only 17% of Texans believe that cannabis should be illegal under all circumstances. This, is, this shift mirrors a national trend where the majority of Americans now reside in states with some form of legal cannabis. Now, despite these changing attitudes, Texas remains stringent in its cannabis laws, allowing jail time for personal possession and capping the THC percentage in medical cannabis at just 0.5%. This approach contrasts starkly with the broader national and local sentiments, highlighting a disconnect between public opinion and state policy. Now, the lawsuits also emerge amid growing uh, tension between state Republican officials and Texas's larger Democratic-leaning cities like Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. Paxton, who faces his own legal challenges, including two counts of securities fraud with potential penalties of up to 99 years in prison, seems to be leading the charge in this escalating conflict between state and city authorities. Now, this lawsuit appears to be a lot more about clinging to prohibition and punishing Democratic-led cities than addressing any real dangers or needs of Texans. While Paxton and other prohibitionists often label cannabis as addictive, it seems the true addiction lies in the persistence of cannabis prohibition itself. This outdated approach has been used as a tool for incarceration and financial exploitation for too long. Paxton's claims that decriminalization of cannabis promotes the use of illicit drugs is completely out of touch with reality, where the majority of the country no longer views cannabis as an illicit drug, but more of a nutraceutical. The fight against decriminalization in Texas is not just a legal battle. It's a reflection of a broader struggle to overcome outdated beliefs and move toward a more rational and compassionate approach to cannabis policy. Ken Paxton needs to focus his time and state's dollars on real issues in Texas rather than wasting it, chasing a non-existent boogeyman in cannabis, especially when the majority of Texans are leaning towards a more progressive stance on cannabis policy. As we observe these developments, it becomes increasingly clear that the real addiction we need to address is the one to prohibition, the stance that has cost far more than it's benefited. I'm Stone Slade reporting for the Hyatt Nine News. I would like to say um, the the main thing from this that I got from being here in Texas is is, is two sides to this. I definitely see, even though whoever wrote this article is a left-leaning nut, I definitely can see um, their point of view. But I also notice they're left-leaning nuts because they threw shade at um, the AG because of his own uh, ongoing legal issues. You have to look at it for what it is. I love marijuana, but every state that has a track record of allowing marijuana, almost, I'm going to say almost every state that has allowed marijuana to become recreational has seen a decline in morality. It first started with California, and now there's people who are defecating in the streets. And it, even though we know it's not a gateway drug, Democrats are using it as a gateway drug. And this is what conservatives are more 
concerned with. I, I don't believe that there, there is really a care about it being marijuana. I just think that there are people who are on the right that are more concerned with it being a gateway drug for Democrats to open up uh, their areas to more illicit drug use and then just destroy the actual cities in which this all started at. I mean, Stone lives in Austin. When I go to Austin, it seems like it's beautiful, but then I see so many homeless people there that it's ridiculous. It's, it's kind of starting to look a little bit California-ish. So when you hear the phrase that Austin is surrounded by Texas, they're saying it because Austin is considered one of the dirtiest parts of Texas. And I'm not even trying to be funny or disrespectful to people who live in Austin, but I wouldn't want to live in Austin. Um, it's more crime in Austin than maybe San Antonio and Dallas could be, but I know in Houston there's nowhere near a, com a comparison. There's just whatever liberals have control, they destroy it. So for um, the AG, I can understand why he would want to, but then I also understand the people like myself who do smoke marijuana, who are adults, who are like, you can go to any gas station, buy as much uh, booze as you want, get in your car and drive drinking it. You know what I mean? Like, and there's no real, real way for someone to stop that. There's no regulation. No one is snapping your ID or scanning your ID. So now you can't get more booze for the rest of the day. You can just go to as many gas stations as you want and, and put as many people as you want in jeopardy when you get on the road and start driving. I think that there is a disconnect between Republicans and the actual people in which they serve. They tend to believe that uh, it doesn't change, the culture doesn't change, and there is an there is there is significant amount of restraint amongst Republicans to find themselves more adaptive to what is happening and actually have some form of control. Like, yeah, we're going to allow marijuana to be legal, but these drugs now, if found, you know, their penalty is even higher. You know what I mean? Like, there, there aren't—there isn't—I haven't seen anyone try to meet in the middle to give the people— who are um, law-abiding citizens, the ability to be adults, and whether they do it for recreational purposes or if it is for medical purposes, I have yet to see someone on the Republican side come to the, the straight middle and say, okay, we can give you this so as long as we have this. It's just been an open and ended no. And this is why uh, Democrats are a little more enticing, especially with the youth who, who want to smoke, who want to have the ability to be adults and be responsible. Um, this is the reason why the liberal policies are a little bit more enticing, because there's just no one trying to meet in the middle. This is my take on it. I could be wrong. So can, I, you. can I just say, because you, you chose to, to be so shining and, and sweet to Houston, and Houston <laughs> historically had much higher crime than Austin, just looking at the, the, the most recent data that came out from the FBI on this little score thing, one being low crime and 100 being high crime, violent crime, Austin got a 20 to Houston's 50 on the national level of 22, and property crime 55 for Austin, 63 for Houston. Houston is a shithole in Texas that is mm. just filthy with crime. And, and I'm sorry to the people that live in the nice parts of Houston. There are some nice parts. But. Yeah, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. wait. I live in the wait, wait, wait. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I got rebuttal. I live in the woodlands. I'm tired of throwing these people in jail because that doesn't do anything for anybody. It, it, it costs the people money to keep them in jail. These people have mental health issues, and they need to become up with programs to help these people get off the streets instead of just throwing them in jail like they used to. Yeah, it sucks having these people on the streets. It's not quite shitting on the on the, on the sidewalk like you see in, in California, but it's, it's pretty damn close. Uh, something needs to be done, but throwing them in jail wasn't the answer either. So that's my two cents on that.
Well, right. well, luckily enough, I live in the woodlands, which is the safest city in America where there is no crime. Very nice. So, Very nice. Uh, yeah. For me, it's different. Yeah. So, well, we so, have a term in, in, the, in the legal world about this. It's called in loco parentis, in the place of your parents. And this attorney general thinks he's your dad, and he can tell you what the fuck to do. And some of these cities are going, no, nah, we're not wasting our time anymore on some somebody out there smoking a blunt around the corner. We got other things to do. And they're having a little shit hemorrhage because the kids are rebelling and telling us, you can't tell us what to do anymore. And it's part of the problem with policymakers and law enforcement. They still want to be your dad telling you what to do or I'm going to kick your ass. And their kids are going, Dad, you're full of shit. We're not going to follow you anymore. Now what you can do because you can't whip us all. Mm-hmm. So that's Texas the battle offices, law enforcement. So, Texas officers live off of violating your rights. And the main way they can get into your car is to say, I smell marijuana. Mm-hmm. So this well, is the main true. catalyst. Yeah, and this is not that. just wherever you are in Texas. It's everywhere in Texas. They will use this as an excuse to try to get inside your vehicle in order to violate your Fourth Amendment right to not search it. Mm-hmm. And this is the main cause. Paxson is doing the, the dirty work of the law enforcement officers that all got into him because this is he's just doing it now. They have already been legal for how long now? Have they already done this for how many years now? So this is all happening because there are people in his ear currently, and he is trying to have as much as he can done on his side to have favoritism. He's going through stuff on his own, which is absolutely correct. And clearly he doesn't give a shit if he's still going after the people and going after what the people want. It's not because it's even what he wants. I believe it's because this is what... Law enforcement is putting on him, and the pressure from law enforcement is being uh, put on him because they're not able to go in these cars and start arresting people or start to violate people's rights to try to find other things because they can no longer use the pretextual I smell marijuana clause to violate you. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 thought, I thought Ken Paxton was more of a, a real estate guy anyways. Oh, God. So well, if he is, he should stay there. So, so here, here, here's here, here's my whole thoughts on 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 all this. Any Republican that's trying to restrict a person's choice of what they want to consume, I would say, needs to reexamine uh, why they call themselves a Republican, and it should not Thanks. include the word freedom. Okay, just why would period. anybody consider themselves a Republican these days, Jason? Well, because it's better than the alternative. <laughs> It's better being it's better than being part of the yeah the pedophile then, brigade. Then, uh, so. then, um, then we have then then to 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 Tony's point to Tony's point though we do have um he 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 is speaking some some truth to this because when I talk with a lot of different uh, Republican members um they they all start off with um one of the things that they are worried about is what they call the decay. Of, of humanity, so to say, or the decay of civilization. And they often do bring up two cities in particular. They bring up Denver, Colorado, and they bring up Oakland, California, and then they revert into San Francisco. And so all of these cities started off with those policies, um, with, with, with the prog- progressive drug policies where all of a sudden they legalize weed and then they legalize mushrooms. And then, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 so they do have, they, they, they do have some legitimate reasons to, to to say that even though we all know that those aren't the reasons for the urban decay it's bad it's bad poor leadership poor policies on a whole number of other issues it's not because of the weed but it does give them that talking point and so that is something that people do need to need need to think about when uh when when, when these types of conversations are going on because that that is a reality this is i mean people are just love pointing at the symptoms and not the cause mm-hmm. that's the american way 
Mm. So, well, uh, the, the, it's, it's actually more like what doctors do, where they misdiagnose people to, to, to get you onto, onto one thing when you really should be taking another because there's no profitability in a cure, Rico. Well, the Republican Party of today is not about cures. They're not about sound treatment. They're just about sound bites and calling out the symptoms of other people with ignoring their own faults. I don't know about That's all that. Here. I don't know all about all that, but I, I, agree, will, I, will, I will. I agree. This is a unit party. It's both sides, you guys. Listen, yep. we can argue all day, left, right. These guys go to lunch together. All their kids go to school together. They call each other colleagues, and in, in public, they they dis eviscerate each other for all for our entertainment, and then as soon as the cameras is off, as soon as the doors close, their colleagues, arms around the shoulder, dinner at each other's houses. It's total jokes. It's, it's, it's total BS. Good cop, bad cop. At the end of the day, you should just want to be a real American that's responsible and be a constitutionalist like myself. Mm -hmm. And on that, we got to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Get ready for the 20-year anniversary celebration of the Emerald Cup. The Emerald Cup will be held at the Henry J. Kaiser Center for the Arts in downtown Oakland, May 4th and 5th. Get your tickets now for best pricing. Cannabis categories include flour, three rolls, solventless concentrates, solvent concentrates, cartridges, edibles, topicals, tinctures, and alternative cannabinoids. So enter early for your chance to be a winner at the 20-year anniversary Emerald Cup competition. Oh, yes, coming up next. That's right. She is the editor at large at Green State. Also, she has probably the most immersive Lego collection that one could find, complete with, that's right, a Super Mario Piranha Plant. That's right. It is none other than Miss Rochelle Gordon. Yeah. A piranha plant is indeed sick, and that Dune uh, uh, Lego set is up for delivery now. Hoping it'll be here when we're done. Mm -hmm. But for now, let's talk about MedMen. In fact, the WeHo MedMen store, in particular, which shuttered suddenly with whispers of receivership swirling. Um, and thank you so much to uh, to our main man, Jason, for sending over the tip on this one and helping this story um, so, MedMen, a multi-state cannabis company known as the Apple Store of Weed, has suddenly shuttered its West Hollywood location. Staff were given less than 24 hours' notice that they would soon be unemployed, and customers arrived at the dispensary Wednesday to see locked doors and empty shelves. News comes as layoffs on the corporate level continue. According to MJ Biz Daily, the California company let several accounting and marketing team members go last week. Elizabeth Udell, a former, a former MedMen corporate employee, was troubled by the news, calling the closure very sad. Quote, MedMen WeHo was one of the original four medical dispensaries and has been through so much, Udell told Green State, attributing the company's downfall to fast spending in a high-pressure industry. West Hollywood Mayor John Erickson had less sympathy for the dispensary chain, expressing frustration at the closure of the WeHo store. Quote, it's disappointing to see how MedMen left our community. MedMen left their employees high and dry with no notice, Erickson said via email. I'm startled by the continual treatment of employees by multiple businesses that continue to expand and line the pockets of their investors versus taking care of their employees. 
The WeHo store closure is yet another blow for the struggling weed retailer, which saw its shares fall to a value of zero in mid-January. Once valued at $1.6 billion, MedMen was on top of its game less than six years ago, but signs of trouble soon emerged. The company did not meet early sales projections and quickly racked up tens of millions in debt. Reports of questionable business practices and overspending by MedMen executives led to the resignation of several C-suite members in April 2019. The company was even lampooned on a now iconic episode of South Park. Many believe MedMen is heading into receivership, a legal scenario that allows businesses to restructure assets to avoid bankruptcy or liquidation. According to unverified Securities and Exchange Commission filings posted on Reddit, the company has allegedly retained a consultant to identify MedMen's assets and figure out the best way to monetize said assets in order to optimize cash proceeds. The consultant has also been directed to, quote, develop and execute a plan for the orderly wind-down of company affairs and operations. The company pulled out of Nevada and Arizona at the end of 2023, selling its assets to Mint Cannabis. As reported by SFGate, trading of MedMen stock ceased in early January after Canadian regulators found the retailer had repeatedly failed to file financial reports. Suspension also led to a delisting of the publicly traded company from the Canadian Securities Exchange. The closing of the WeHo MedMen store and continuing corporate layoffs could be a sign of what's to come for the troubled cannabis company. Company CEO exited her position earlier this month after only six months on the job. Despite high hopes early on, the dispensary's dreams of weed domination have seemingly gone up in smoke. So Rochelle Gordon reporting for Green State on the Hyatt 9 News. What do you guys think about this? And thank you, Jason, for setting me up with the WeHo Mayor. That was awesome. Oh, oh man. Good this mess. is Oh, man, 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 man. Mids men. Oh man, this is such a such a problem. Like all of a sudden, I got a text and it's like Medmen's closed, and with the pictures of the doors closed, and that they had no more inventory on the shelves. And I was just like, man, man, oh man, someone needs to get over. Well, oh, bankruptcy isn't available, guys. Okay, mm -hmm. you can't run in. And if I'm a creditor to Medmen, I want to know how am I getting paid. I mean, our firm does this. You work with one of the only cannabis-specific uh, receivers in the state, and it is a mess mm -hmm. because a lot of these companies are upside down. And since you can't go to bankruptcy, you got to find a way to to get rid of assets and get some of the debts off your books officially, which was what receiverships all about. Mm -hmm. You can assign assets to certain creditors, and then they, they sign waivers of any future debt and things like that. That's how you try to do it short of bankruptcy. But we also try to get in ahead of time and work out a deal to assign ahead of time to creditors, and they agree to accept certain assets. But this is a mess. Um, MedMen has nobody else to blame but themselves for this because they went out and the guys running this were buying BMWs for their girlfriends and just all sorts of stupid shit like that. The next thing you know, they got tens of millions of debt and the sugar daddies are like, you know, you've tapped me. I'm not giving you any more. Now what do you do? Yeah. And in our state, we try to take these in. How do we figure this out? Because there's the debt side is huge. The asset side's relatively small. And you're telling me you're going to take 10 cents on the dollar of a million dollar debt. And you got your own bills to pay. That's how complicated this stuff gets to unwind. Mm -hmm. Just a mess. 
Yes, and no, this is this, this is this is a big mess, and and, and I'm wondering. I, I I know their MedMen store closed, but but I didn't hear anything in regards to their other Los Angeles locations, whether or not those were open or not. Um, I'm only aware of the West Hollywood closure, but I do know too that there's a that that if this store is closed, um, they could MedMen could have a whole new host of problems, Dale. Um, because the West Hollywood location, they have a management agreement with the pharmacy collective to, for that to be a MedMen store. And so if they're closed for more than 60 days, then they lose the license. It goes away. can't be, you know what I'm saying, re-gone after. And so if that mm -hmm. does happen, wouldn't Pharmacy Collective possibly have some type of legal claim against MedMen for uh, uh, mismanagement? Well, it, it, I, I would have to read the management services agreement. And if I, I'm not going on a limb here telling you that if I was involved, I would set every one of these up as a separate corporation and have them connected by contract. So if one goes under, the rest aren't. Mm -hmm. but these management service agreements that I've done have automatic defaults. But who takes back over the license or is in a position to run it and then have transfer of ownership? And, and Jason, in this state, we do a two-step transfer of ownership. So there's things built into this to transfer the license back somebody else and have that be a reality. But th this is just going to be a mess. And if anybody looking to get into the business that's not looking at this going, holy shit, I can't go buy my girlfriend a BMW and spend the, you know, the, a month on the, on the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. No, you got a business to run, pay attention to running your business or the downside, there's just nothing good about this. A lot of people are going to lose their ass. The employees are all out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the employees. The, the people who have debts of the millions of dollars, how do you collect that money? First of all, why are you stupid enough to keep giving people credit when they're not paying you? That's that's what, when I shut the door, it's like, listen, you dumbass. Why in the fuck did you run up another million dollars worth of debt when they owe you a million dollars? Did your mama drop you on your head when you were a kid? What the hell's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't get, they don't like me. And if you want me to lie to you, I charge you twice my rate. So sit down, shut up, let your butt pucker a little bit and learn how to run a business, you dumbass. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Irritates. Yeah. Get him, Dale. Dale. Tio get him. Yeah. Get him, Dale. Tio loco. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, when I put my lawyer hat on, I ain't there to be your friend. You're paying me a lot of money to tell you where you fucked up, buddy. And I'll draw charts and arrows. Yep. Okay, because we got to fix this problem, and you just ran your train off the tracks. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we and we and we definitely do want to thank uh, Mayor John Erickson for 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 providing that that that, that quote and 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 some insight insight on this. We do appreciate it, and he is a viewer of uh, High and Nine News, so we appreciate your support, Mayor Erickson. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Anybody else want to comment on uh... Medman, bro? Med man, man. how it goes yeah man the original chad the original unicorn the unicorn bro the unicorn the unicorn unichad yes no let's roll the tony that being said thank you all for joining us for no we got tony bro we got tony 
Oh, yeah, shit, Tony. my bad. You're Tony, bro. I apologize. Jeez Louise. <laughs> it's good. Forget Jeez. about the only other black yeah. guy on the show. The only Rico, other black guy thanks. on the show on the start of Black History Month and the black guy, Jeez Louise. Oh, he just forgets the other black guy. Know, Come on, man. Oh, my God. Know, oh, my man. God. My apologies, my dad guy. Oh, man. You haven't smoked enough, Rico. Apparently. Just, uh, I smoked too much last night. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Everybody bringing us home today is the most feared black Latino man alive. He's a political leader, an artist, activist, entrepreneur. And you know what? He called me out on being racist today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> racist. We need to stop mm-hmm. this. We need to stop this black on black rhetoric in our public spaces, Tony. Let's take our <laughs> grievances behind doors. <laughs> And figure it out. Coming to the stage. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Rico. Tony Montaga. Thank you, Rico. Thank you to my brother Rico. I will never forget you on the first of February. Promise you that much. All love, all good love. morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Somewhere around the world, that is truly what time it is. And I and the rest of my hosts here are thankful that you are here with us. Thank you for everyone tuning in to Hyatt Nine News. Quick. <clears throat> And I won't blotch this for you because I practiced the name of the of the county before we started. All right, pot shops in Brunswick and Rensselaer burglarized. At least two candy shops in Rensselaer County were targeted uh, for burglary overnight. City detectives, and this is in New York, okay? This is in New York, upstate New York. City detectives are investigating a burglary at Stage 1 Dispensary on Broadway. Police Chief Warren Famagaletti confirmed Wednesday morning. The chief said the investigation was in its primarily stages, uh, and detectives were still inside Stage 1. A portion of Broadway was closed outside the building. The owners are taking inventory to determine if anything was taken. Police said no one was injured. The road has been closed since 7 a.m., but was expected to open later in the morning. Police were still at the scene, and no one has been arrested at this time. Mooney said just before 8 a.m., stage one was at least one of two marijuana shops broken into Wednesday morning. A broken window was being boarded up at 420 Bliss off... Hosick Road in uh, Brunswick after the shot was broken into. Owner Al Atu said, Atu said an alarm went off at about 5.20 a.m. and the witness saw someone breaking in. The shop is still taking inventory of what was stolen, but a glass case was empty, Atu said. The shop, which opened December 7th, is insured, Atu. He, uh, 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 w- yeah, I'm sorry, is insured, Atu. He said he wasn't concerned about the future break-ins, given a fast response from the Rensselaer County Sheriff's Office and plans to bulk up security. More money, more problems, he said. These things happen. And with that, I want to thank the great leader we have, Jason Beck, for throwing me this. And for the rest of you guys, we got like one minute. Tell me what you think about the robberies upstate New York. Population 9,210. If they can't find them... Maybe the police should get a different job because there's only 9,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Can my host, what you guys think? But do they actually care? Because, like, when cannabis stores get robbed in California, it seems like the cops don't even show up or bother. <laughs> right? Off crime, we call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Are, they even, are they looking for these guys? 
Yeah. Bummer. I, I, doubt, I doubt they are. I mean, this is New York. I mean, they, they've taken pretty much almost every playbook out of California's playbook to, to equip their market on top of all of our California weed. So um, I, I, I imagine. And they also allow the cops to get their ass whipped by illegals, too, just like California. So don't See? forget, that is See? part of New York status now, too. They, they, it's a crazy world out there that we're all living in. Not, when when DAs don't don't prosecute crime, and that that is true, that a lot of people do walk away from doing violent crimes, and no, you know, the only the only skin off 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 of off of their back is actually the skin off the person they were beaten. Mm. I don't think no one gets caught. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think no anyone gets goes caught. to prison. I don't think they give a shit. I don't think they care at all, and the trap always wins. The trap will win, but uh, it's, it's it's super unfortunate too that for for these for these business operators because um, there there is no actual type of um, in, insurance in, in really in in that sense in regards to this this type of product for a lot of retailers. So um, it does actually cost them as opposed to where like if you run into a Cartier store and steal stuff out of there, where those insurance policies kick in and and take care of people. So. There's something to it's think sad. about. Yeah, it's sad. It's, it, it's it's sad for the business operators that are actually trying to do things and, and provide uh, provide uh, stuff in their community. It took from December 7th to now for them to get hit. Mm-hmm. It didn't take long. And <laughs> out here in California, um, they get hit so much that we got a client who shot back, and the cops arrested him for, like, attempted murder or something like that. They kept hitting him. So there just isn't a pretty place for this anywhere. Uh, you you can't get fully compensated. I don't know, man. You come into my store with a gun, something bad's liable to happen. But you can't have guns there because it's mm-hmm. a federal crime. It's just there's no place to look where this has any bright spots in it for people who want to come steal your shit. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult. And it's always going to be like that because there's such a, a lack of respect for the, you know, as a whole within the butthurt politicians. It, it, it's just ridiculous. And as long as they know that there's no respect um, on the plant, even though the plant is really valuable, then then everyone knows that the police officers are not going to have respect on it either because the police officers are going to have respect on what they're told they need to. And for, for sure, they don't, they don't need to care about this. They don't need to bring anyone. They don't care if they, someone's arrested. They don't care if someone's apprehended. It changes absolutely nothing in terms of what it is that they're trying to accomplish. They don't care. I don't think anyone goes to jail for this. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I misread whatever Nick said. Apparently, he's 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 getting all flustered about it. So, Nick, Nick, my bad, bro. People misread things. We love you, Nick. Get over it's yourself. Okay. We get over yourself. Okay, Nick. Yeah, get over yourself, Nick. We love you. We love you, Nick. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. Anybody else got anything to say about no, the story no. outside the trap? Always winning. No, we got to roll. We got to roll. We got we got things. To all right, let's get out of here. It's Thursday. You you closing us out, Rico? You're on mute, bro. You can hear you. You're on mute, Rico. What are you doing, bro? What, why why you keep pushing all these extra buttons today, bro? What's going on? What's going on? I don't even know. There we man. go. Jeez Louise. Know. Jeez Louise. It's, it's, it's a rough night. Apparently. It's a rough night. I'm over here speaking. Y'all can't even. <laughs> Y'all can't. He had too yeah. much moon rocks. Oh, man. Not too much distillate. <laughs> moon rocks and moonshine. <laughs> Hey, oh, hey, that's, that, that's what the D moon stands for. Moonshine. Moonshine. That's a, that's, a hit, that's a hit song. I think that's what the D stands for in D8 is distillate. 
Yeah, it was a tenth lace with fentanyl, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I it was, dude, mm -hmm. a, a tenth of fent, a tenth of fent, mm -hmm. a tenth of fent. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, where am I here, man? I apologize, everybody. I'm a little <laughs> off filter today. <laughs> but, but thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of Hide Nine News. You can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans showing love. Got super fans today. Was it the the the, the suitor? The suitor himself, the suitor's music today. We have any other uh, super fans pop up today, Jason? We got we got suitor music in there today. Big super chat, big super yes, chat. Counting give him, all give of him a big the, air horn. Can all of give it, give it. the sugar daddies? Adam, Adam's doing doing something right now. I don't know. Adam's got got, got grids going on. Adam, they're asking for the air horn, Adam. There you go. 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 There we go. On Black History Day, first black, first day of Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, it's Black History Day. Let's call it that. It's Black History uh, To our day. better correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respective opinions to the table. Our production team, Cloud Media Partners, and our sponsors keeping the lights on, and AV struggles to a minimum, and Adam back there. Even though he cut his hair, I guarantee it's still feathered, and I can't wait to see tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> it has been Thursday, February 1st, 2024. The show's over. You've been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope was enough to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street for Hyde 9 News, cannabis industry's number one daily news show. Stone Slade, Austin, Texas was attacked today. You get the outro. <laughs> I got one for you. I got one. Like a seedling reaching for the sun, growth and change are natural. Embrace the journey for every step towards progress, no matter how small plants the seeds for a brighter tomorrow. Log on tomorrow and join us and get high at night again. Thank you.